Welcome back to another episode of Let's Chat Podcast, y'all. I am your host, Jojo. And I'm Tyra. Ooh. <laughs> all right, y'all. So, first of all, anything new you want to share before we get into our uh, topic for the day? <sighs> anything new? No, just continuing goals for 2023. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. I'm over the goal shit. Anyway, <laughs> um, if you guys haven't already, go ahead and check out our new uh, episode pre- previous week Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, of the year. It's mm-hmm. the very first episode of the year. You got to catch up with us. You got to get the juice. You feel right. me? Mm-hmm. Um, we started last week's episode uh, differently. Actually, we didn't have a specific topic set in mind mm-hmm. uh, or that we created. We actually had a little story time. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a supporter send us um an email you know giving us the breakdown of their situation and they allowed us to share it with you guys and pretty much give like our perspective and um idea i guess mm-hmm. based on what happened what yeah. she had been through so again shout out to that person who reached out to us yeah if you haven't heard it go ahead and check it out because it was interesting it was a little yeah. juicy quite relatable for some yeah for sure all right but without further ado we'll get into today's topic and today's topic is why is it so hard to have the talk and by the talk i mean sex (laughs) are you a person who just like easily can have a sexual conversation or just talk about sex with just anybody Mm -hmm. friends because you know there are some people who are like that you know yeah and that's okay i feel like when i was dating men and I would have conversations about sex with friends. It was actually uncomfortable for me. Really? Yeah, because it was like, it, it seemed, I just couldn't relate to some <laughs> of the things. And I'm like, yeah, like, like I would get so awkward and I would just get so shy and just so, like, cause it's, it, I didn't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, what am I, what is there to talk about? What are, what are we glorifying and, yeah. and, and shit, you know? And Low-key, I was one of those people that was just like, don't talk to me about that. Like, I just, like, there's some people who are, like, TMI, and some people are, like, some people are, like, really TMI with their sex stories. (laughs) And, like, when you're talking to, like, straight women, they'll talk about, like, Sucking. Can they I get say down that? to the nitty gritty? I don't, I don't know, know if I can say that. Like, and, like, how they do it, and, like very detailed about gagging and all this shit. And, like, I had a friend once tell me that (laughs) she was she went down on her man and she threw up Uh, she threw up on him (laughs) what do you even do like i was i was mortified when she told me that because i'm like no you didn't throw up on him like you threw up on his thing do you think his thingy somebody would be mad I don't know. I mean, they're married now, but um, all right. Well, then I guess it didn't matter. Listen, things happen during sexual relations that isn't always the sexiest thing, right? So it just depends on how okay you are with Mm -hmm. some mishaps. It's Mm -hmm. gonna happen, like just like like when you go through the back door. You know, sometimes a little it get a little messy. Oh my lord! I wouldn't know though. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) I was just gonna say that, like pooping on the bed. I've I heard it was a thing. We've heard I don't people. know if it's legitimately a thing. Everybody's body type is really different. 
But I feel, but I agree because I feel like, you know, I have straight friends too, and and do they be telling you about them sucking? Uh, okay, I don't think they come to me specifically and be like, yeah, like I was, you know, whatever, whatever, my man's. I just so happen uh-huh. to be around for the conversation with other. But like, uh, straight imagine, females. like imagine being closeted and like, I feel like maybe men could relate to this most like gay men. Uh, yeah. We have any that listen, but like imagine being a man and being in a room full, full of guys. men who love talking about this girl. They fuck. They probably have videos of them fucking these girl. And like guys are just like crazy. And like, just imagine being a closeted gay in there as a man and being like, Oh, like this is That's rough. I, this yeah. is not my cup of tea, but like not obviously not saying that, but it's just like feeling like kind of like weird. But so it was kind of like the same for me in a way. I think that that's super normal. Mm-hmm. Weirdly enough, now that I think about it is uh, there's a lot of heterosexual wise mm-hmm. people do talk about their sex lives mm-hmm. with their friends. You yeah. know, guys talk about the right. girls that they messed with and vice versa with women talking mm-hmm. to their friends. Um, but I don't think I've ever sat in a room with my friends, or at least my gay friends, and was like, yeah, like, Shorty was given the dome. Like, like she know how to get yeah. hit, you know? Uh-huh. Like, I don't think, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, well, okay, so to clarify, because I know people probably are, like, so confused by me. It's not like that I hated every sexual experience that I've had. That's not what happened. I just feel like growing up, there was certain people it was it would just wasn't that good and it was like i couldn't really share that experience much because i don't really like talking shit about people like that like Mm -hmm. like i don't i mean you just never know like word travels so you got to really watch out who Who you open up to especially when it comes to sexual interactions because let's say you're talking to a girl you just met you're talking about the craziest and wackest sex that you've ever had with a guy and then she low-key knows him or Mm -hmm. she messed around with him i don't like that drama shit so like just to clarify it's not like every experience was bad but it was like it was just uncomfortable for me to talk about it because i just didn't enjoy it but to talk about your point i don't think that gay people sit around and are like talking about good head like and and all that like that's just i think it's maybe because we're women so we're a little bit more like respectful when it comes to those things. And yeah. I feel like men are something else. <laughs> truly. Truly. I mean, it's okay to have those no, conversations. Okay. I'm not saying if you that. if you're comfortable with having those conversations. Mm-hmm. Everybody's idea of sex is, you know, on a it's on a spectrum, right? It's on a level of how serious it is to whoever, you know. Um ultimately it is uh a vulnerable state and it is pretty personal and private um so you know for some it's just really not the idea of really putting it out there just isn't it and that's okay however i think that we should keep in mind just because you don't want to have those conversations with friends you know and you don't want it to be like a Mm -hmm. just a regular conversation like i just think that we should be feeling comfortable talking to our partners about it. For sure. So, and I think that sometimes it goes a little bit more than just, I don't talk about my business to to just anybody. When in reality, some people just don't talk about their business to anybody. Right. I don't even think people sit down and have conversations by themselves mm-hmm. about it. Um, you, in reality, like you have parents who don't know how to talk to their children about sex, you know? 
Mm-hmm. Have you ever had the sex talk? Have your parents ever sat down and was like, hey, let's talk about it. You're at the age, you know, the birds and the, the birds and the bees, they say. Girl. I actually still don't know that story. <laughs> I, 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 I've never I, actually heard it. Birds and bees. Yeah. Don't know how it like, correlates. I don't even like the what? <laughs> I truly don't even know the story. I don't like, either. Are birds and bees having sex? <laughs> I don't know, girl. Somebody got the honey and they Maybe want it. Maybe we're stupid because I truly don't even know the story. No, my parents are Hispanic. They're not talking to us about sex. No. Nope. All they say nope. is don't have it. Or I'm beating don't your ass. Don't have kids. Don't have a boyfriend. Just don't do it. Mm-hmm. And this whole mentality of just don't do it actually makes people want to do it. I don't even think they want to know what is the what is the what's the big what's deal the big chat it? about it right I mean not that I was like beasting to lose my virginity it was a little actually a little bit scary but it was just like parents have to really have these type of conversations because where else are they going to learn that mm-hmm. from school from their friends like yeah they will learn it in sex ed when they're in high school but by that point they already Who know they? they already know y'all team mom <laughs> <laughs> no 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 shit um but i agree like i didn't for they never had that conversation with me they didn't sit down and were like listen this is what it is uh-huh. this is you know don't do it. It was like you said, don't fucking do it if I find out your ass is getting beat. And I actually was scared to get my ass beat. I was not rebel child at all. But it really shouldn't be like that. It should be like, you know. I agree. Let's but... buy you birth control. Let's oh, buy you no. condoms. <laughs> oh, no, no, like, no, you know no, something, no. But you know, I'm not even going to talk too much because I don't have kids. So it's like. Right, right, right. I don't know what it's like. I don't. I'm, I'm not a mom. Like, I don't right. know how uncomfortable that conversation is like Mm -hmm. i don't know none of that i'm just chatting but i wish that they would have had those conversations with us because it would have just opened up um it would have just opened up conversation and it would have just brought us closer in a way Mm -hmm. you know i think that i mean i can sit here and talk to my parents now about it at least my mom um because that's just the relationship we have but Mm -hmm. like you know, I couldn't see you sitting in front of your parents talking about sex, even if it didn't relate to our relationship, just sex, period. I think no. people who grow up and still have that kind of relationship with their mm-hmm. parents where they can't even mention sex or you sit in a room watching a movie and a sex scene comes on and you still think like you that kid, like, oh, shit. Um, but I agree. Having that conversation opens doors to, like you said, being... Um, you know, just having a more tight connection because you can have those real conversations. But I also think that it closes the door on Mm -hmm. your child finding out from somewhere else, from someone else. Mm -hmm. We obviously get all our ideas from our environment, the environment we grow up in, right? Mm -hmm. But the very moment that you can, or not even the very moment, but when you continue to tell your child, no, 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 you can't do this, you can't do that, and it becomes because I said so. Like, we grew up in an area where our parents said what they said, and it was just because they said so. It wasn't because, you know, there wasn't a, well, why? You get smacked for a why. Like, mm-hmm. they don't give you an explanation to why, you know? And I think that that's what needs to happen is we have to tell our children sometimes why it's not okay to do certain things, you know? And I think sex, having that conversation with your kid at the appropriate timing um, can really help your child to navigate when it comes to it. And sometimes they want to do things just to find out what is the big hype. Like she said, like when you tell them no, 
they're going to go do it because they wanted to find out what the big hype was and because they're out here hanging around with people who We're are out here doing, doing it and telling them how cool it is and all that shit, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's the only, you know, when they're not getting the knowledge and education from home, mm-hmm. you're leaving it up to the outside world to plant the seed and the ideas in your kid's head. Mm-hmm. So I definitely feel like there should be more sex talk at home. Yeah. You know, if you don't want your kid to go following the path of others mm-hmm. who themselves don't have the idea of mm-hmm. what or the severity of that, you know, um, there's also partners who don't have the sex talk, you know, they don't yeah. know how to express to one another their desires, you know, what they want, um, the type of intimacy they want. Um, half the time, people don't even know what what intimacy is other than a sex act mm-hmm. um but that again that goes to show you know not being comfortable of having that conversation there's people who don't even have the conversation by themselves there's people who don't even explore their sexuality by themselves to figure out what it is that they like oh yeah like i mean i don't want to be too too specific but you got people who don't even know how to touch themselves you know mm-hmm. and that's okay you know we've all been there um but again, that all stems from, you know, not having the idea of sex. Sex mm-hmm. it comes with a negative idea, the negative connotation that, oh, you know, it's nasty, it's a sin, it's whatever, whatever. It's only supposed to be between this and that. And there's just a lot that goes behind it. And I think the older you get and the more you educate yourself on it, you start to realize that it's not that bad at all. Mm-hmm. You know, you just have to be very wise of how you do it. Mm-hmm. so what are some of the barriers that make it hard for couples to discuss their sex lives i think it's just like an awkward topic at times mm-hmm. and i feel like you just don't want to make people feel bad too yeah um <laughs> like like let's say you guys are having sex and then they're doing something wrong that like not wrong but like something that just you're not used to yeah or like it hurts you or whatever like it mm-hmm. it feels weird to be like stop it like stop what you're doing (laughs) like you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) like how do you say it in a way where it's like not mean but like i don't know like not so serious too you got me yeah Mm -hmm. but yeah that's because people don't know how to talk about that shit so it's like how do you tell them like i don't like that or maybe that's not it Mm -hmm. you know so i agree I think it's easier to tell people what is it that you like about your sex so they could continue doing that, if that makes sense. Yeah, but in the event they do something that you don't like, mm-hmm. you also have to tell them that you don't like it. Yeah. Because in the event that they like it, mm-hmm. but you don't, then it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Stop that shit. Oh, yeah, for <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, some of the things that I have listed on here, I'm just going to run it by for you guys. Um, so some of the barriers are not open with themselves about their sexual desires and needs. I said that. I think there's so many people who are like that because they don't know or because they've only had one partner who they've allowed to have all that, you know, I guess more so the like what their needs and wants are that you don't focus on yours. Um, so there's a lot of that. Uh, relationship isn't built on open communication, not having that talk again, uh, maybe too vulnerable of a topic triggered by past traumas, 
don't want to seem selfish when expressing their sex desires and may feel like their partner doesn't care to know or respect their wants. Yikes. You ever felt like you weren't like, like whoever, a past partner had zero respect for you or your wants and needs? A hundred (laughs) percent. I can't. I can't. I keep forgetting. I mean, you did date a lot of guys. This is the thing. With guys, I feel like they're so quick to initiate sex, have sex, want sex, because they know that when they have sex, they are 100% guaranteed an orgasm. Mm -hmm. They're going to make it happen. Mm -hmm. They're going to make it happen. So... I feel like at times, like in my past experience, at times it did feel like sex was kind of like a chore. Like it was like, well, I'm getting nothing out of this and you're getting something out of this. So it, it's kind of an inconvenience for me, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's yeah. like, I got to make sure I'm clean down there, shaved and all this shit. And like, sometimes I don't even bother to like, shaved their little fucking hair and i'm just like yo like Ooh. come on man like come on but <laughs> yeah sometimes it just felt like a chore because it's like oh here we go again. like here we go like i'm not gonna it's, it's just not gonna happen for me like whatever like it, it, it at times it was like oh i'm just doing this to make you happy because Yikes. it's just not it's just not happening like that's really a tragedy yeah i've never been in that situation yeah to the point where i'm just like this is just not it yeah like i just don't even want to like this is for you i mean i guess to an extent but not you just make it sound so bad i'm so sorry so sorry you had to live through that but like did you ever actually sit there and tell them like listen this is what i want this is what i like do it like this Mm mm-hmm and that was just because you didn't give a fuck to I think some with, point, um, or? with my first relationship, yeah. And I think with other relationships after that, I would, I would make it like a point to kind of take charge in certain things because I knew what felt good to me. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I'm not going to sit here and let you do these things because I know what feels good for me, so I'm going to take charge and... But that's also if, like, like you said, like, if I really care for the person, if I really fuck with the person. But, like, if it was, like, a quick thing, it's just, like, all right, let's just, let's just get this over with. Like, I don't even care. Which sounds tragic, but that was the reality. And, I mean, I dated a lot of people. <laughs> TMI. <laughs> <laughs> but to get to the point where you're just, like, ah, just do your thing and get out. Right. Nah. Mm-hmm. I ain't getting there from it. I don't, uh... If it's not an all-around good time or I'm, I'm at least somewhat enjoying it, mm-hmm. yeah, that'd be a big no-no. But yeah. So you got to keep your communication line open. And I get it. It's super vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You don't want to talk to it about talk about it to everybody. Um, and like you said, it really depends on the relationship you have with the person. Mm-hmm. Are you guys on that comfortable level to even do so? You know, mm-hmm. and like, do you make me feel comfortable enough to, ex- you know, express to you my needs and wants as well as me being open enough to hear your needs and wants Mm -hmm. you feel me Mm -hmm. um too many people are just worried about getting it done like uh, i'm sure you'll get off at some point Mm -hmm. i'm gonna just take care of me right now gotta stop being selfish yeah but i feel like the best sex is when you're both pleasers Mm -hmm. 
like when you both have a goal to like please the other person yeah because that one side of shit ain't it it really isn't it really isn't and like i feel like in the movies they make it look first for at least for straight like culture they make like sex look like this like amazing thing and this like there's literally no foreplay mm-hmm. and i'm like where is the foreplay like foreplay is a must <laughs> foreplay is a must before you try to stick your thing in there like it's just a must <laughs> but that's what ruins it is is you know we see it mm-hmm. is my thing it's like we see it and nobody talks about it so you see what they're putting on the big screen but they don't they don't tell you either like mm-hmm. oh well you know you don't just start making out and and you just happen to land on the bed and you just start having sex like no like there's there's levels there's you know per, like things to take prior to getting to that mm-hmm. point you know like there's all different types of steps there's different you know you need to know hygiene like you know and it doesn't display any of those things just like love they show you all the happy yeah. ever afters and then don't show you all the hardships right right mm-hmm. and people take that and think like oh you know Mm-hmm. that's what it's like and then you're highly disappointed when it's not like that at all mm-hmm. yeah so the big screen be finessing it anyway so those were some barriers or examples of barriers again so getting into your female experience how do you feel like you've changed or like opened up more sexually compared to your past relations with men um i feel like um when i started having sex with women i was a lot more comfortable in the bedroom um talking about it like just overall way more comfortable and i don't know what that is i don't know if it was the people that i dated i don't know if it was because it was another woman but there was actually no awkwardness like i was just very i felt confident like i can't describe it but it was just like it feels right like this feels right um and i feel like with men it was just kind of like like i said i felt like it was like this is just all for for your pleasure not mine um so yeah i don't know when talking about it was actually not so hard when i was dating women but with men it was just it was really not a conversation i actually never felt comfortable talking about sex and it's so funny because we sit here and talk about it confidently with mm-hmm. no fucks given mm-hmm. um but yeah, I never, I, it's to the point where I couldn't say certain words, like you know, what? like, like, you know, I don't, I don't want to say it really okay. here, even though we out here cursing and shit. Um, but there was just like certain things that implied our body parts that I couldn't say. And it was just weird. Um, I you know, for that. a while. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. But not like that. Like, you know, yeah, just but yeah, but more like, your ways to say some it. Some people just, but yeah, continue. But I was never comfortable. I wasn't even comfortable with myself, to be fairly honest, um, because I, I never, since I grew up knowing that sex is just a big no-no, why would I ever think that self-pleasing was a thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, not that my, my mom should be showing me that or anything, but <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like the same thing of like educating yourself, like how... You know, they tell you to take birth control, to use contraception and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody really tells you to, hey, go buy a vibrator and do your thing. You know, um, you just kind of learn with the shower head. Your friends tell you because I got one. 
because of my friends. Who told me? But I wasn't until I went to college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't even think then. I don't know. It, it took me a very long when time because that, I really when? didn't even buy my first toy until I was like 22. Okay. Yeah, I was pretty grown. I so, really didn't get comfortable with exploring sexually between myself and with others until after that first relationship, really. So when did you get your first vibrator? Mm, a few years oh, ago. Okay. Offset, would you consider that the vibrator? Yeah, because mm-hmm. the other one I really didn't use. Mm-hmm. The one that I had bought. And then I it, I used it one time, didn't like it. I was like, ew, what the fuck is this about? And then I just never used it again. Mm-hmm. But Rosie is definitely top one. That's my main bitch. <laughs> <I'm done. laughs> Best investment ever. But yeah, even that, you like you don't feel comfortable to even self-please or mm-hmm. to even like really know your body and how you actually like to be touched or yeah. what spots hit. Like right. you knew eventually you found out. Me, mm-hmm. I didn't know. I started off as a pleaser. But I think it's because I dated men. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like kind of forced myself to explore my body because I'm like, you know what? Yeah, that's true. Ooh, maybe it's me. Like maybe I'm not really figuring it out or maybe I am not Doing positioning right. myself in the right way. So it, it kind of forces you to like try to explore your sexuality to see mm-hmm. why is it that you're not getting like that orgasm or whatever. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't have to experience that. I started off as a pleaser and I liked the idea of pleasing a woman. Mm-hmm. And it was it was a high. It was a rush. Mm-hmm. And then eventually it led to... I Again, I wasn't that comfortable with my body at the time. So allowing that person to please me back, I was a little bit more standoffish about it mm-hmm. because I wasn't comfortable. And then eventually that person got too comfortable not... um, How you say it? Not returning basically so she was a pillow princess yes so basically she was a pillow princess for the rest of the time and it was just like oh wow so you got comfortable and kind of didn't even so it was whatever again i i enjoyed being the pleaser at the time Uh um but then when that ended i stuck with it and i was like you know what i'm not a fucking pillow princess but I need to take these steps moving forward mm-hmm. and put myself in uncomfortable positions and, and to know if I really do or don't like it. So you became a bottom or switch? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So I, you know, had to give up a little bit, become a little bit more vulnerable to allow someone else to please me. Mm-hmm. Um, but that came with some conditions because <laughs> you're going to let me play. Oh, Lord. Um, but yeah, and I think that now, like, I'm I'm very happy, I guess, in a sense that I did take that leap of faith on myself and getting a little bit uncomfortable to find something that works for me mm-hmm. and finding comfortability in my sexuality and my, um, you know, sexual experiences. Mm-hmm. Because now I've found someone who... Shares the responsibility with me. <laughs> and it doesn't just go one way, you know? <laughs> um, But prior to this, honestly, this relationship, I never really had the sex talk with anybody uh, that I dated. But, like, now, I just, I mean, I don't get too crazy. I don't tell too much of our shit, but mm-hmm. they do know she got good hit. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> listen, it, that's when I knew. I was like, all right, maybe I can. If not, I'd probably still be a touch me not. Yeah. And you'd be struggling. Nah, no, we wouldn't not. be here. Oh. Yeah. No, we'd have been here. But, um, <laughs> so, yeah, so some examples about opening the door to talk about sex. Talking about it when you're not actively having sex. Because I feel like it just puts too much pressure in that moment when you're trying to have sex. And it makes things very weird and right. awkward. So definitely don't want to actively be talking about the do's and don'ts and wants and needs or that ouch, that hurts. I mean, yeah. you should say that, but mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it definitely lessens the pressure mm-hmm. when you're not in that moment. Uh, discuss past experiences that were pe- pleasurable for you and explain why. Like how we share our experiences. I really didn't have to tell her anything. She knew what she was doing, which is surprising coming from, well, you did date two girls before, but still. <laughs> She's saying femmes can't give head. I never said that, but you actually are the first one. That's a femme? No. Huh? Well, you're the first femme mm-hmm. that I've dated and has given good head. Mm. So thank you. You're right. They do give good head, y'all. <laughs> wow, this is just a raunchy video. <laughs> this is a raunchy podcast, huh? <laughs> so don't sleep on them. Honestly, you'd be surprised. Some studs really don't give good head. And I've and I fucked with studs, and it was okay. <laughs> it was okay, <laughs> but it wasn't. <laughs> I'm just saying they, they didn't make a pass. They anyway, they swear <laughs> they do. I hate to say it. No shade on my studs. Y'all do what y'all do, but some some of them just be too caught up in the strap play, and that's I think that's the fail of their mouth game. Throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> Throw it away. Yeah, like, no, 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 no. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Good for you, babe. Anyway, show and tell your partner the ways you'd like to be touched and pleased. Show and tell. Wow. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Again, you once you get comfortable with your body, yourself, it all comes from being, like, exploring yourself, really. And, again, figuring out what what works for you. Mm-hmm. Um, too many times we leave it up to other people to figure out what works for us. And that's why it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So explore yourself, find confidence in yourself, because that is what's going to help you to help someone else please you in the right way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one is when your partner does something you like, tell them, mm-hmm. you know, how, are, how else are they supposed to know they're doing something right? How else are they supposed to know if you like it or not? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you were giving that to me. I'm like, no, girl, no. I got my own. Um, I don't know what to say. Yes. Uh, and the last one is if you can't express your desires out loud, share a journal with them. And that is actually very smart. I, this is again TMI, I'm a person who don't like to hear myself. And I had to tell her that. Because I was like, if you expect me to be out here howling, you got the wrong bitch. <laughs> you got the wrong one, sister, because I just am not at a comfortable place where, I, I mean, I'm way more comfortable than I used to be, uh-huh. way more comfortable with her than I used to be um, with anybody else. Yeah. But I still am not a person who likes to hear myself. Why? I don't know. I just feel like it's just not it. But it's all right. You hear me gasp a little bit. Yeah. And honestly, that breathing mechanism works. Uh-huh. But are you, I am not going to hear myself how. I'm not going to do it. But I love to hear her. All right. I'm <laughs> done with all these TMIs. <laughs> uh, I don't know how you could stay quiet. But yeah. Mm. <clears throat> so how do, how do you initiate sex? For the people who 
are a little bit more timid and a little bit more laid back, what would you recommend? Excuse me. For a little bit more timid and laid back. Like shy? Yeah. Like they're just not initiators. But they want That's rough. Um, I think you just have to have like certain signals, you know, if -hmm. you're not one to be like, um, because I feel like with initiating comes like affection, right? Mm -hmm. You kind of find the thing that your person likes that that'll set the mood for them when you're in the mood. Mm -hmm. Um, but for those who don't know how to do that, the physicality of that, um, have signals, you know, Mm -hmm. if you're not scared to be like, Hey, you want to have sex? Um, you know, you can shit. Set the red light, you know. I've seen people, I've seen so many people use lights as an indicator, like, hey, setting the mood, like, what's up? Them in the or light, like playing light, the music, lighting a specific candle. Yup, lighting like a it's candle. Like when I lit that candle, you know I'm what time it is. Yeah. God. Or when I play that song, you know what time <laughs> it is. You know, I like a little R&B. So that smooth, nice, little sexy. Oh, oh Lord. That's my shit. That's uh-huh. my shit. Yeah, I'm always down mm-hmm. for the music. That's 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 a mood setter for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, have have certain indicators that you know tells your partner like, oh mm-hmm. shit, you know she wants some. Yeah, she gonna get some. Yeah, yeah. And if you're like someone who you're like, yeah, I can't. I just it's just not gonna come out of my mouth. Um, try to like do some sexting because I feel like that anticipation anticipation. Of like telling them what you want when you see them, it's just gonna build it. You said uh, sexting. I, sexting. I thought you said that sex thing. <laughs> sexting. Sexting. Texting. You know, sexting. S e x t. Yeah, that's true. For some people, who don't like to hear it come out their mouth. You know, they get a little. They people get real. Here's the thing, though. They get real bold over text messages. Right. Exactly. So I'm about to say, and then they don't do it when they see you. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, you know what that's like? No. <laughs> yeah, you was that bullshitter, huh? Yeah, well, you that was that. <laughs> ah, thank God you ain't ever text me, cause girl, I'm coming to collect. Yeah, I'm coming to collect. What you yeah, said? I, I gave up on that shit. You're like, hilarious. come on now. <laughs> I get no it. It's fun, like you know, you gassing, but it's like when they really about that shit and they ready for it, and they like, so what's all that shit you was talking? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's time to, to yeah. do the damn so thing. So if you're gonna sext, make sure that you about Be it. About it. Don't, don't play games. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, that's true. You can also start with like a massage. I love me a good massage. Yo, a that back shit hit massage. the spot. Like you start with that. Like let me give you a massage. They should already know what that means. They should already know what that means. Why? Right? I mean, I'm just. I, I thought you was gonna get the whole shebang. No, you gonna girl, tell them how to get it. the massage? No, no, not that too. Oh, okay. Yeah, bro. <laughs> and I'm a, I'm a little overdue for a massage, okay. babe. <laughs> Shut up. Okay, let's continue. The other thing I wanted to say is like, stop waiting for the perfect time. Like, I feel like we're always waiting for like. Do I make a move now? Do I make... Just do it. Like, I feel like if you're too into your head about when to make the move or just... It's never going to happen. It's just never going to happen. The worst thing that they can do is that they can, you know, um, what do you call it? Deny you, like... um, Reject you. Reject you. That's the worst thing that they can do. But at least you're trying and they know. 
next time it's their turn to fucking initiate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If they but, just not into it, all right, bitch, I did it. You mm-hmm. can't say we ain't. I tried. Right. Oh, excuse me. But yeah, the massage is the way to go. Good little hands on. It's He's like a nice that. little cause, yo. That really, that's like perfection. Uh-huh. Like that'll really set the mood. You get them relaxed. You know, you get them in the zone. And it's something about that, like when you're getting the massage, it it's like I said, relaxing you. You know, it, it's it's putting you in the mood. But it's like for the person giving the massage, like my hands are loving your body right now. Like I am. Mm-hmm. God bless. Anyway, um, but yeah, waiting for the perfect time, trash, garbage, basura. I can't tell you how many times I've been the type of person who I wait for the perfect time and it never happens. Mm-hmm. It never happens. Mm-hmm. And or like in the moment where you think it's perfect, something ruins it, and now all of a sudden you're not into it. Yeah. Um, it happens. I stop waiting for the perfect time. You mm-hmm. just gotta go for it. Yeah. And then the last thing that I could say is um communicating. Simple. Obviously, easier said than done, but I feel like the first time you talk about it will be the hardest, but then after that, you just get more and more comfortable with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just speaking, communicating with each other about what you like, what you don't like, what you want to try. You could start off the conversation with like, have you ever had any like sexual fantasies or like sexual desires? Like, is there something that you want to do together or... I don't know if everyone's open to this, but like you could ask them if they've done anything in the past. I know sometimes people don't want to hear it, but like, yeah. I want to hear it. In reality, that's your. I mean, there's filters to what you want to know you about someone's be past, detailed. right? Just tell me. What but you did. it it helps. It does give yeah. an idea. Um, and then you guys kind of just find your way moving forward because mm-hmm. in reality, let's be real. When we're having sexual relations with someone else. We're showing them what we know from past relations too, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's just something that we carry. So mm-hmm. I don't think that it should always be an uncomfortable conversation, mm-hmm. you know, talking about past experiences if that's but what it, we liked. But it's also just not for everybody. Oh, yeah. I get mm-hmm. that. But it's the same thing as, yeah. you know, you're, yeah. you, you know, mess with no, that I person get- and it's like, where do you think you learn that type shit, you know? Right, right. It's, you got a little jealous, like just a little bit, but yeah. you're like... That's old shit. Who cares? Okay, um, Ain't no need to be jealous, yeah. Well, y'all should be jealous of me. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, nah. Um, yeah. But yeah, have the sex talk, y'all. You know, get comfortable. Get into it. Explore with your partner. Um, otherwise, how else are you going to succeed or have a, you know, a good sexual relation with your person? Yeah. So that's all that we have for this topic today. Mm-hmm. Before we get into the family meeting, we're going to get into our sponsorship for this episode. Yes. So in today's sponsorship, we are sponsoring with Beducated. So I know it's now 2023 and a lot of you guys have goals to, you know, be healthier, go to the gym, work out. Um But we also need to put into our goals to just be a little bit more confident, especially when it comes to um, sex and related to this episode. um, We want people to just feel comfortable in their skin. And we're going to talk a little bit about a video that we saw in Beducated um, that relates to today's topic. And for those who haven't heard of Beducated before, it's basically a platform where you're getting educated on sex. It's basically like the Netflix of special uh, sex education. 
All right. So one of the lessons that they had on Beducated that we happen to look into, it's called sexual confidence, right? So what it covers is what is sexual confidence, tackling shame, learning and unlearning the ideas around body shame, Mm -hmm. finding sexual confidence, which is what makes you confident and building that confidence, Mm -hmm. breaking up with your body shame and falling in love with ourselves. Sexual performance, which is setting the scene, and sexual confidence tips. Yeah, so this video will, will really help anyone who wants to feel a little bit more comfortable um, in their body and you want to articulate what you enjoy to your partner. And like Jojo said, like people who feel shame on like their performance for whatever reason. Um, and like before, we are having a coupon code with Vegucated, and the coupon code is Les Cha. Um, you can also try Vegucated for free for 24 hours, and you won't be charged. You can cancel it anytime. And I get 40% off our coupon code, which is Les Cha, and you can go ahead and learn by yourself or with your partner. Yep. So enjoy. Have fun. <laughs> All right, guys. So we're going to start with the first family meeting question. So I've been with my girlfriend for about a year and a half, and I want to propose during a vacation we have planned to visit my family in Colombia in January. I've asked my straight friends if they think it would be too soon, and they say yes. But relationships for them are different compared to lesbian relationships. I also want to propose because we're starting IVF in February. And I want to be able to have legal parental rights when the baby comes. Looking for another view or opinion. I think that if that is something you want to do and you know that it is the right decision for you, do it. Because in our reality... Nobody knows you and your process like yourself. And if you feel like that's something you're ready for, then do it. I do kind of agree. Our our timeline is a little bit more different from straight relationships. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we move kind of fast. But I also feel like as women, most times we know what we want. And when we're with the person that we're with and we we know we want to take that next step. Mm -hmm. You know, and I've seen it. I've been the type of friend that I've told friends, like, mm, you're moving a little too fast. And it wasn't until I got into this relationship where I was like, wow, I can consider all these possibilities. You know, like, obviously, I want to marry her. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm surprised I didn't do it in the first three months when I asked her to be my girlfriend. I would have just skipped over and asked her to be my wife. <laughs> um, but now, if nobody knows better than you. And at the end of the day, um, whether it becomes a blessing or a lesson, you know, you're going to learn something from it, you know? You're going to get something from it. So but. my question is, right? So, like, her friends are saying it's too early for her to propose. Do your friends also know that you are starting the IVF process in February, which means that you're going to have a kid with them? If so, do they think that that's a little bit too early, too? And I want to ask that because I feel like people are so quick to have children, you know, yeah. but not quick to, like, get married. married. And I feel like... That's a life raising, bond. No, raising a kid is way more important and like way more than marriage. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why people even like, I feel like it's two different things completely because when you're married, you can get divorced. But like, if you, yeah, have, you, have, if to, you have a kid, you can't give it back. No. Nah. So it's just like, why do people not see that as like, oh, that's too soon. But they see the marriage as too soon. 
you have to deal with that person for the rest of your life if you have kids together. The rest of your life. It's not like, oh, the marriage went south, you break up, you'll never see him again if you don't want to. You have kids, you still have this person in your life. Um, and another thing is, like, if you have kids with this person, you have to see it in a way of, like, if I die, how is their life going to be without me? And how is their life going to be with just one parent? And how are their family going to treat that child? And basically, like, how how would the life be if you're not around? That's how I see it. So I, I feel like that's just such a uh, an important decision to make. Mm unrelated to her question but it's like i wonder if this was a con- like a conversation with her friends as well with the ivf process right and ivf is expensive too so it's just like i don't even know why her friends would say like oh well a marriage is expensive i mean if you have a wedding or whatever but yeah that's just a side a side conversation yep but if you're ready only you mm-hmm. know that you're ready do, do it with mm-hmm. the best intentions and I wish you the best of luck if yeah. you did do it mm-hmm. you know congratulations right. on your entire process they could be in yeah they could be in Colombia right now yeah. or they, it could have happened already yep tragic that we're so late to this question <laughs> <laughs> I guess better late than ever god damn all right next question y'all I want to share a tragic in the words of Daira uh <laughs> A <laughs> uh, tragic story, lol. I was da- no, that's what they said though, for real. Um, <laughs> I was dating a woman that I really loved two years ago, and I've been reflecting on that shit, on the shit that I put up with. The main thing I can't believe I let slide is this woman having stones. <laughs> Finish it. Oh my god, I wasn't even ready. The main thing I can't believe I let slide is this woman having stones in her pussy. (laughs) Not because we wasn't ready. Huh? Okay, I'm going to proceed. When I went to have sexual relations with her, I felt like I was digging for gold. (laughs) No, what the hell is going on? Did you pre-read this before? I did not. No, because I know I didn't. And what the hell am I reading? Okay. I'm going to keep going. Uh, There were a bunch of little stones inside her. (laughs) She said it was a, a what? A yoni egg. What the fuck is a yoni egg? A yoni egg? I don't know. I believed her. But then she had random stones outside of her vagina mouths. Late. Oh, months later. Is this an STD or spiders? LOL. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Damn. I kind of feel violated reading this fucking. Hold <laughs> on. <laughs> Yo, y'all be setting me up. I'm not reading no more because I feel like when I read, I either the shit don't ever make sense or it's some crazy shit. All right, a this yon- is a tragic I don't even know story. what a yoni egg. A yoni egg are egg shaped stones that sit inside your vaginal canal and are set to promote sensuality, strength, strengthening, and healing of the vagina. Huh. <laughs> I've never heard of such a thing. I need to do more research. 
to stop. I don't even, I don't know what to say. I don't, I don't My stomach hurts. Stop. stop. I'm crying. No, for real. What the fuck? Okay, so is this an STD? The question is, is it an STD or is it spiders? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Babe, I'm stop. Done with her. <laughs> I don't have the answer to your question. Maybe it is it's a yoni egg. Yoni egg. Whatever. Um, But God bless. <laughs> um. You're still alive, so for now, <laughs> for now, yo, go get check that ass. Um, um, wow. All right, you got it. You're all. You, you got I need to do more research on this yoni egg thing because <laughs> I don't know what that is. I live under a rock. Um, this is some kinky shit. She should have <laughs> took out the yoni egg before. This is some kinky this. shit. She should have took it out, but um. Yeah, I wouldn't have been prepared for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Listen, this is the time to talk. This Listen, is when, the time to talk. When she said stones, I thought she meant like kidney stones. Like I don't know. I'm thinking like what is that? Go um um oh maybe maybe I'm thinking something else, but I guess kidney stones. Yeah, I was like, how the fuck? Since when is that a thing? I don't know. It's just I've never heard of such a thing. Um Wow. <laughs> yeah, really or something. Yeah, or something. Okay. Whew. Wow. I'm a listen. I I don't I don't know. Like I truly don't know. Well, the, listen. Get checked. We should be getting checked anyway. So, if you had that sexual relation, if it hit for you, mm-hmm. do it again. If it didn't hit for you, hallelujah, praise Lord. You tried something new. Um. Yeah. I, we I've never heard of such a thing. I've never been in that situation or that scenario, so I really cannot give any input other than if it was sus to you, get checked. Um, if you did talk, ask her about it, and that's what she told you, then hey, then mm-hmm. look, you learn something new next time. Ask if the next person has yoni eggs. I found a quick research. The title of the research thing is called "Why OBGYNs Warn You to Never Insert a Yoni Egg into Your Vagina." Yoni eggs falsely Yoni eggs claim false benefits like increasing libido, easing cramps, and balancing hormones. None of the benefits are true, and using yoni eggs can cause bacterial infections and intense pain. See, I don't know. I don't know, but yeah. Like Jojo said, I agree with everything she said. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, this was a fun episode. I am crying. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share. <laughs> I'll turn this shit off. Don't no. forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Uh, and yeah, that's it. Deuce, deuce, mother goose. Bye.